Hello everyone, this is Alec Wojak with From the Stands Podcast, and before we get into today's episode regarding the U.S. Open Cup, I wanted to share an interview that I got to have with Breezy of the Section 109 Podcast, which is a podcast that covers anything and all things that deal with the NISA team of Chattanooga FC. I got to talk with him as his team traveled to Birmingham Legion. Uh, they were playing in Tuscaloosa for some reason. It was kind of an odd experience for, for me to watch. But I got to see a lower division side take on a USL championship side. I got to experience a lower division team's supporter section and how loyal they are to their team by traveling four plus hours to go watch a game. Then unfortunately, they lost in penalties. But it was a lot more than that. They They don't win or lose they explained that they're going to support their team no matter what when wherever they the team is traveling whether it's home or it's away and this is what breezy had to say about that we plan our entire up i was in san diego a week ago i'll be in detroit this week i'm here in tuscaloosa middle of nowhere like it doesn't matter where they go we follow and it's about a lot a lot more than just along with that i also got to speak to him about what a lower division team is like what makes this team so special compared to supporting a bigger team in the united states such as nashville which is more than or atlanta which is the closest professional side to them and this is what he had to say about that as well sure so this is about much more than soccer right it's about soccer as well but it's about the community that surrounds it so I'm 34 years old. I think uh, this resonates with some people who have this community, but my my parents would have gone to church. That would have been the center of their community. Mm-hmm. That would have been the people that took care of them when something happens. The The community that surrounds Chattanooga Football Club is the center of our lives, similar to how the church was. Yeah. Uh, not necessarily religion-wise, but as the center of my community. So if I got hit by a bus, mm-hmm. my the people that would take care of my wife are the Chattahooligans, the people that surround Chattanooga Football Club. But more than that, in addition to that, I should say, Chattanooga Football Club believes in the purpose and the mission, which is to make Chattanooga and the world, but Chattanooga starting there, better through soccer. Not to take away from, not to be Chattanooga's team, but to make Chattanooga whole, to make Chattanooga better, use the game to make things better. It's about being much more than that. It's about after-school programs that help kids. It's about community programs that help people in the community. It's about adding to the community. And you can see that when in the founding of Chattanooga Football Club, their founding operational documents are as a benefit corporation, meaning they're half nonprofit, half for-profit, meaning they have a they have in their charter a desire and a stated goal of doing good in the community. And they, they live that out every day. That is the mission of Chattanooga Football Club. That's why it's more than a game. This isn't just some team that I, I support. This is mm-hmm. a team that not just me, but many others build our entire lives around. If anyone wants to learn more about Chattanooga FC or the Section 109 podcast, listen to them anywhere where you guys get your podcast at Section 109. They also have a Twitter. Go give them a follow and a listen. And let's get into today's episode. Hope you guys enjoyed that interview that I got to have with Breezy of Chattanooga FC's supporter section. And let's just get into today's episode. The round of 32 just concluded. The round of 16 draw has already been made. Um, I'm disappointed. I'm sad. My team got knocked out by Nashville out of all teams. Uh, Alex's team only won 1-0 against Sporting Kansas City. But, you know, Houston Houston's still in. I don't have room to talk. FC Dallas are atrocious, but we'll get into that later. Um, First off, Alex, what games did you watch yesterday? Um, so I only watched Houston Dynamo versus Sporting Kansas City. I did not watch any other game. Um, I thought you I watched Columbus. 
Well, yeah. London. At first, I, I was watching Columbus Crew versus uh, Loudon. I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce it. Uh, and then I saw Loudon got a red card in like the first like ten minutes of the game, and Columbus was already one 0 up. So after that, I kind of knew kind of the trend of the game and the scoreline to finish five one. Mm-hmm. So I decided. I, I think that was a good good thing. I, I didn't keep up with. Um, yeah, it seemed boring. And then just caught a little bit of the Austin, uh, Austin game versus New Mexico United game. Uh, was really hoping that New Mexico could pull a comeback in the last 20 minutes after the Dynamo game, but instead they couldn't. What about you, man? What'd you watch? The most depressing game of all time. Dude, you know, it sounds let's like just, you had so much fun. Let's, let's just get it over with. Let's rip the Band-Aid off. Um, FC Dallas are <laughs> the most atrocious team that I've ever laid my eyes on. And for those of you... You don't know. I just bought tickets <laughs> to go see FC Dallas versus Houston Dynamo. Let's go next, next week. Alex is gonna be there. If you want to talk to us, hey, hit us up. We're for, we're down to do some interviews. Mm-hmm. I'm always down to do an interview. I like talking to people. But anyway, I don't like talking about FC Dallas, dude. Like just watching that game. Like this team has no identity. If anybody sees me on Twitter, I'm ranting all the time about yeah. how. Sh- bad this team is almost cuss you know i gotta i gotta keep it kid friendly just in okay. case my my cousin is watching or my mom or dad um but yeah this team played with no identity, like no attacking for jesus ferreira is just a ghost man he's just he's just there to fill some places every other person on that field is just there to be so there like, at that point. so he had a world cup experience I, dude, I'm not even gonna like blame him for the World <laughs> Cup because like Greg Berhalter is the idiot who just threw him in there in the round of 16 without him making a single appearance in the group stage. Okay, that's all on Greg Berhalter. I'm just gonna say that and leave it at that. But yeah, terrible game. We lost two nil. Uh, out of all people to score against us, it was the old, yeah. the former FC Dallas man mm-hmm. and Dynamo Five. and Dynamo. And Dynamo, dude, this dude's been around everywhere. It's like Maxi Arudi, the whore yep. of Texas. Dude, yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. What? I told you. No, I, I, no I, I just like how you said you were not going to cuss, and then you, <laughs> this guy's the whore of Texas. There's a, there's a difference. Like, okay. man's play, man, man has played for every team in Texas. So, like, <laughs> if you can't just, like, put two and two together of why I call them that people, then that's that's, okay. that's your fault. All right. Okay, so me as a neutral, I'm looking at the statistics – uh, you had seven shots, you had one on target, but you had 57% of the ball. Um, did it feel like you had 57% of the ball? <laughs> no. Okay. I, that, dude, that, that stat has to be a lie. That, that has to be a lie. Because yeah. in the first half, in the first half, Nashville actually had 57%. I wrote it in my article on thecup.us if anyone wants to check it out. Okay. But anyway, yeah, I just got to promote myself out there you're real good, quick. But, uh, but yeah, dude, Nashville, like we play, we press so high. That's all we do. We just press really high. We have a really high line. We have all the other stuff. Just trying to make them their play faster than force mistakes. Nashville weren't forcing – or we weren't forcing Nashville to make any mistakes. They were just playing right through us. Like, it, it was just bad. They controlled the game the entire time. We had no attacking threat at all. Alan Velasco, he tried his best. You know, he just came back from injury, so I'm not going to put it on him too much. But, like, guys like Ferreira, Sebastian Legette, like – Ibiaga, who we got from LAFC. I, you see, I realize now why LAFC <laughs> yeah, didn't well. re-sign him. I understand that. So LAFC fans out there, like, you're welcome, I guess, for taking him off your hands because he's mm-hmm. terrible. He got crossed up by Fafa Peacock or whatever his name is, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the guy that looks like he has two left feet whenever he runs. Like, 
that's how bad this this whole thing was. And you know, like I don't know. It was disappointing. Was, it, was this a strong Nashville side? Uh, it looks like. Oh they, no! 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 Uh, they didn't even play Henny Mukhtar. Yeah. No Walker Zimmerman. No, no. They were that bad that they played Fafa. That's how this game went. <laughs> like, Nico Estevez, the coach of FC Dallas, has no idea what he's doing. And, like, he coached. Oh, this under- is a typical, like, starting 11 for y'all as well, right? Maybe no, besides no, no. the keeper or that's uh, Belang. And Sabling? And yeah. Sabling, yeah. You know what, you know what position in Sabling is? <laughs> is he like a central, right back? a central midfielder? Oh, so he's a central midfielder playing a striker. Yeah. We've okay. never, we've never like played four four two like that. Four four two has never worked. Well, for us. on, Even on last Google season. is telling me you're playing a five three two. Well, Google's stupid. We're playing a four four two. Okay, but anyway, Nico Estevez, no idea what he's doing. Doesn't know how to use tactics or formations or use use a player in his like in their actual position. Dan Hunt and the entire Hunt family, you guys are atrocious owners. Don't invest <laughs> into the team. Yada, yada, yada. Let's move on with this episode because I could go on for hours talking about how terrible this team mm-hmm, is. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's talk about another terrible team, New England. They lost to the Pittsburgh <laughs> River Hounds. <laughs> okay, so this is round two, right? We're covering round two right now? Round 32? Um, yes. Okay. Come on now. I told Wait, is you it, Was it round 32? Yes, we're in the round. Round of 32 just happened. Yes. Okay, okay, okay. I thought we were, I thought we were covering everything, everything. Um, too yes, much. They, they did lose to Pittsburgh Riverhounds um, and who are now going to play Columbus Crew next, in which Columbus Crew, as I recently said, beat Loudon 5-1. So I'm kind of I'm kind of interested to see how this game is going to turn out. Um, but the general consensus I got was that this was a weak New England side, um, even though they played uh, Latif Blessing. Uh, but apparently Josie Altidore And Josie Altidore was, was... Yeah, apparently, apparently Josie Altidore. Like, guys, go, go on like the New England Post or anything like that. All you see is Josie Altidore <laughs> slander. Like, I used to like him. Don't get me wrong. I think me and Alex both did, but bro. Yeah, yeah, we did. His yeah. career has went from like way up there. Woo. <laughs> if I knew how to insert like those, like the falling sound effect in like our videos and podcasts and stuff, I'd mm-hmm. totally do it because that's the exact sound his career has taken. So, yeah, I don't eat, I've don't. Ne- I've honestly, I'm going to be honest with you, I have no idea who the Pittsburgh Riverhound are. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I, mean, I know they exist. Me neither, but that's the beauty of the U.S. Open Cup, though, right? Exactly. That's the beauty. That's what I talked about in that but they, they do but play the, the championship, of... the USL championship, so. Um, um, good for I them, mean, I guess. Like, I mean, damn. we also, I feel like I also want to tap into, I, do you just want to talk about all the MLS teams that lost that are not going to be included in the round of 16? Yeah, let's talk. Let's, let's talk. About okay. It. Um. So all the all the teams that have lost, uh, or all the MLS teams that have lost, lost to USL Championship opponents. Um. This includes LA United, uh, with their two one loss to Memphis and a one FC, San Jose <laughs> who lost to Monterey Bay, and then of course New uh, New England as well. So those are the only three sides that we can all laugh at throughout the MLS. And so you lost to a USL championship side. Uh, but these, I don't think these are even the strongest USL sides. No, I wouldn't say that either. Um, like Charleston Battery, no. Pittsburgh. Actually, I want to take a look at where Pittsburgh is because, like, I don't know. I've never really paid well, attention to the, the USL thing, like in depth. 
to mm-hmm. be honest with you. Because so, what we know is that SAFC, New Mexico United, maybe Sacramento Republic, Oakland Roots, are probably going to be some of the best teams in the USL Championship. Um, and for these teams to be the to have been the ones that go through, it's kind of interesting to see why. It's Pittsburgh Honestly. is currently sixth place in the Eastern Conference of the USL Championship. They've won two games, tied five, lost two. They sit on 11 points currently, mm-hmm. and that's their nine games played. So a decent side, but to go into New England and yet again, like this is, this is what I hate about the U.S. Open Cup. Teams don't take it seriously at all. No, and it, no. it makes me mad because like if you are solely focused on – the MLS, like you're missing out on a whole different trophy that a lot of these teams are very capable of winning. I, yep. I, don't get me wrong. New England, they're capable of winning it from what they've shown so far this season. Okay. okay. So, a lot of the, so, a lot so of I agree have. with you, but maybe in terms of depth, um, it's not – it's not ideal for the coaches to want to continue further in the in the. Of trip. course not, but, but I feel but, like if you're an experienced manager or you're an ambitious manager, you want to challenge for every trophy possible. I right? mean, I mean, of course, but like you can't really blame the managers. It's the MLS's fault with the salary cap and the limited roster spaces that they have. I guess you could really blame it to that of how these these managers are like. Okay, well, I have a league game in three four days. I need to start other people. Okay. So like my main starters can get, you know, fresh legs and all this other stuff and be prepared be prepared for league play. You could tell basically say the MLS, man. Like the MLS has many of restrictions against like how many people you can have in a team, how much money you can spend and all mm-hmm. this other stuff. So I guess you could really blame it to that why teams don't take it seriously, but at the end of the day, losing to some of these teams is quite, you know, just weird. But like okay. LAFC, for example. The team with the most hectic schedule in this entire in this entire league, they pulled out LA, they put out a whole second like their reserve team to play Monterey Bay and they won on penalties. So I guess it can work for some people, but yeah. other people it doesn't. Like for New England like for New England and I'm trying to think of anybody else. Atlanta United, San Jose. Atlanta United, San Jose, all these other teams out there, like that is that is the yeah. reality, unfortunately, like, for a lot and, of them. And I also want to tap into other highlights because I, I want to get into a further question uh, later down the line that revolves around promotion relegation, right? So earlier in the second round, in the beginning of the of the tournament, uh, we had some we had some highlights in which uh, MPSL team Tulsa Athletic beat FC Tulsa from the USL Championship. Uh, this is a semi semi pro team basically amateur, playing against a second division team and the United States, in which Tulsa Athletic won 1-0, so congrats. And then we had South Georgia Tormenta from the USL League 1, or third division, and we should be RGV Toros 2-1 for the USL Championship. And then Chicago House, an NISA team, uh, beating Forward Madison from the USL, USL League 1, uh, 3-2. So, Chicago House is a very interesting team. Like I don't know much about them, but the, they're an interesting team that I I, I kind of like. They're they like my... seem to have a lot of ambition. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, keep going with what you're saying. I just want to point that out there. Shout no, out the... to you, uh, Chicago House people. No, so look. So the reason why I bring this up is that these are, these are highlights of lower division teams beating upper division teams, right? And so I only mentioned three games. 
Same with three, only three MLS sides losing to championship teams, right? So I want to beg the question that is this considered enough to promote or have promotion and relegation in the United States, right? If we're not having too many cup sets or anything along those lines, would this be considered enough to have some sort of promotion relegation? I don't think so. I'll be honest with you. That's what I'm saying. Like, of course, like me, me and you both will have this, uh, this ambition for the United States soccer, um, you know, for hopefully in our lifetime, we get to see promotion or relegation for better or worse. We want to see, I want, I personally want to see if it works, mm-hmm. but um, I'm not sure. I'm not going to talk about it too much because I don't know the full extent of the details, but I don't know if you've seen on our Twitter at all, but there's a somewhere in the United States, they try to imp- implement promotion or relegation. It didn't work. And teams ended up having to collapse, players getting released, all this other stuff. Like, I'm not sure if this is 100% what happened, mm-hmm. but based off of what I had a glimpse of on Twitter, this is what happening. So mm-hmm. the United States, like, entire system, their entire infrastructure is not built for promotion or relegation. It's not, what, no. MLS, MLS especially. Because, look, we have – look at the USL. I forgot the exact – I think it's around 20 – million dollars to buy into the league to have an expansion team so any other team that's looking to do that like who's going to spend 20 million dollars on a second division team that mm-hmm. their only games are broadcasted on espn plus and yet again me and you have both seen espn plus and it's terrible terribleness with blackouts and all this other such things yeah usl makes a decent amount of money but not as much as the MLS, obviously. And no, the MLS and expansion in terms of sponsorships. Getting, getting higher and higher and higher. Like it, it it's hard because well, what 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 owner is going so let's take it to example. I think it was around five hundred million dollars for it was either St. Louis or Charlotte to join the league. And yeah, that was it's a staggering amount of money. Staggering amount of money. And I don't like what owner is gonna put that much money into a team to create this team and all this other stuff and then possibly get relegated and mm-hmm. then see their entire investment just completely collapse. Yep. And, and so that's exactly why I kind of bring up these cup sets, right? We, we have these teams that have shown the, their ability to be upper level opponents. Um, but I feel like at the same time with some of these teams not taking the tournament as serious, um, we, we may have different results, uh, but at the end of the day, um, I, I, I really want to consider if we're on track to having promotion relegation, it seems like we're not considering the points you're making, um, I like, just because, I, I just think, because of the infrastructure that we've, we've implemented already, but it takes time at the end of the day, considering the growth of what we need throughout the country. So, yeah, I'm, I feel like me and you could totally do a whole separate episode on promotion and relegation because we're kind of straying from the, the U.S. Open Cup. But yeah, I agree with you. Like, I, I don't know what the league is building because like, I feel like there has to be an end goal here. They can't, they can't just be... Uh, you can't just be MLS Central. You, you can't just be MLS and have just keep adding and adding and adding teams and changing your playoff like formula every single year and all this other stuff. Like... Eventually, there has to be some end goal and consistency. That's that's the end of it. And in you know, like I don't know. Maybe we'll see it one day. I hope to. Yeah. But not with um, not with the current 
MLS commissioner Don Garber as you know the commissioner of the MLS. But okay. let's get back. Let's get back to the U.S. Open Cup. I feel like we could do a whole episode on that one day. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, round of thirty-two. Um, if anybody watched Sacramento and Orlando, who were both finalists, Orlando were the champions of last year's edition of the Open Cup. Both lost. They're both out of the tournament. So we will have a new champion. Um coming into it um yeah not really any austin won la galaxy won against seattle's second team but this is like i said i hate it when teams don't take this competition seriously i guess mm-hmm. seattle they have their reasons but you know it is what it is yeah, like, yeah. but hey going on twitter and seattle's like oh we brought our second team i was like so what like la galaxy is going to the next round mm-hmm. you're not yeah you know what i mean like like there's no pride in it. Yeah, there's that's, always, that's oh, exactly there's, there's, what I want to say. You, you want to have pride at the end of the day of winning a trophy. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I, I feel the same way as in with us, the Dynamo. We we played almost a second a second team. Uh, it was kind of like a half and half against, uh, especially Sporting KC, who are going to look for any opportunity to revive their season throughout the throughout their, uh, the rest of the campaign. And so for me... Building a team that was a hybrid, it was it was kind of it was kind of eerie to watch. In which Sporting Kansas City actually dominated us, right? We we got a red card um, in the thirty fifth minute, but we got lucky. We scored in the twelfth minute, um, but Sporting KC dominated us. In which we only had two shots, and we only had one on target, and that one on target was our goal conversion. Sporting KC had seventeen shots, but none of them really threatened as they only had four shots on target, but. The point I'm trying to make is that some of these teams are going to look for any sort of games to revive their season if they're not doing well at all, and it gives them momentum to bring it back up. Um, so maybe for these teams who are doing high in the league, it may not matter as much. Um, but at the end of the day, if you want to be a top team and always competing, I feel like you need to take these tournaments serious um, as these lower league teams are always going to want to bring out their best performances week in, week out. Like another thing too, and I don't, I don't understand this either. You know, the U.S. Open Cup is probably the one of the easiest ways of getting to the Concacaf Champions League. Yep. Like, like it's 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 that simple, guys. Like, mm-hmm. look Dude. at everybody not playing their strongest team. If a team took this competition seriously, like I'm gonna pick a random team. Let's say, let's say Cincinnati. Cincinnati won, so they're in the round of 16. But just say Cincinnati wanted to field a full-on, like, their strongest team every single time. And all these other guys are following the same trend that they usually do unless you get to, like, the semifinals or the final or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Cincinnati could be playing, uh, like, continental soccer next next season. Especially especially going from a bottom league team last season to now representing the CONCACAF Champions League. I mean, it's a really big step for the club as well. And now you're starting to build some notoriety. Um, I I don't know why some of these teams don't take the, the cup as serious, but at the end of the day, um, I don't know. I I just hope for the best, honestly. Yeah, and let's move on to the round of 16. The draw was made. We're recording this at 1 a.m. if anybody wants to know. Um, so the draw was made yesterday, technically, whatever it was. Um, start off, New York Red Bulls just Cincinnati. I feel like that should be an easy win for Cincinnati. Not oh, lie. yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, I, we fully expect Cincinnati to win this game. 
I mean, that's, uh, that's a derby, but Cincinnati should win. That's a derby? Red Bulls? Yeah, it should be. Yeah. Uh, I think, is it some sort of river? Bro, you're thinking of New York City FC versus... No, not Red Bulls. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, I'm not... All right, hold on. All right, sorry. I'm getting, I'm getting yeah. confused. Yeah, okay. It's the the Hudson River Derby is between yeah, but Red that's... Bulls and New York oh, City. Okay. So, uh, do we need to review our derbies? Well, that's me, at least. Yeah, you need to review them. I'm yeah. straight. <laughs> all right, fair Anyway, enough. speaking of derbies, LAFC and LA Galaxy meet again. And first of all, everyone who's saying these are rigged, they're not really rigged. There was always a chance that LAFC and LA Galaxy were going to play each other because of how the draw works as I am like you know kind of understanding is that it's like from the regions i guess mm-hmm. so i guess a lot of the teams are kind of be like colorado and real salt like they're playing each other into miami and nashville those are not too far away from each other either no nope. pittsburgh and columbus i have no idea where i mean the, i feel like are in uh, i feel like uh houston and austin can can uh say something as austin's gonna play chicago and we're gonna play minnesota so i don't know I guess they're just it's just how they're drawn, I guess, yep. or something like that. Um, but yeah, LAFC versus LA Galaxy. That'll be that'll be interesting because obviously it's El Trafico. It's gonna be very you know Oh, that's next week or two weeks from now. That's crazy. Yep. And uh we're still going to the game, right? Or to Shut one up. fourth of July, yeah. Okay. I, I'm not talking about that right now. <laughs> I, my bank account can't can't handle thinking about this anyway. But LAFC LA Galaxy, I don't believe are back. Me and you both thought they were back. Nope. Whenever we they're discussed, not back. they're not. They're not back. Yeah, they may have won against Seattle, but let's let's be honest. Seattle fielded a pretty pretty weak team. LA yep. Galaxy had Chicharito, Ricky Puge, and all these other guys up there. Um, I feel. So, I feel like look, we don't believe LA Galaxy are back. But the point I I still want to make. Re- well, I want to refer back to the point I was making in that. This is this is a point, or this is at least an opportunity for some of these clubs to revive their season. So for LA Galaxy, um, they they need to take every game serious, um, and this is a big matchup for them as well. Especially, I assume LAFC would play their second team. You think? I don't know. I feel like LAFC are gonna play a, a stronger side because stronger, I more like hybrid. I don't know. It depends because it's El Trafico, obviously, and it's at home. So, you know, that place is going to be bumping. Um, also, LA Galaxy will be interesting because on Saturday we find out if Greg Vanny is still the coach or not. Mm-hmm. As I am assuming because I read somewhere that they might fire him, which I think at this point in the season, respect to all of Greg, Greg Vanny's accomplishments, I think it's time for him to step down. I mean, unfortunate. You know, you live in LA, you know, life is lavish. But mm-hmm. you're doing a terrible job with the the one of the team the best like teams to ever you know represent the United States. Um, yeah, but moving on, Birmingham Legion versus Charlotte. Birmingham's put up a decent record so far. They beat Memphis three uh, nil at home the yeah. other day to to move on, and Memphis obviously beat Atlanta. So it, it's interesting there. I will actually be at that game possibly. Which will be fun. I get to cover another game, but unfortunately, it's I guess it's Birmingham and Charlotte. You know, <laughs> I'm hoping it'll be an interesting game, but at the same time, who knows? Yeah, I don't, I don't really know. That's also, really a wild card. It's a wild card. It could be either really boring or really interesting. But it's it's cup soccer. It's not going to end in a tie. I just hope there's some action. I hope Birmingham honestly pulls through. 
because I, I don't like Charlotte. I think they were the dumbest expansion team you could possibly have. Because I think so too. Who cares about Charlotte, bro? You play in a football <laughs> stadium. Anyway, Austin and Chicago. Chicago seemed to have kind of got some of their like mojo back ever since they fired their coach and their uh their like replacement so far, or like intern manager or whatever is currently Dude, taking the reins. It's, it's literally because Kai Kamara is carrying Chicago. If Where's Kai that? Kamara is not scoring goals, Chicago is not winning a game. Kai Kamara, if anyone doesn't know, he's old as hell. Like <laughs> he's basically old, played bro. for like every MLS club. I feel like. Yeah, I mean, he's. Could, would you consider him a league legend? I feel like he is, dude. He's like the I, boogeyman. Oh my gosh! Would you say he's a boogeyman? Like you, you find him and you're like, oh crap, it's Kai Kamara. Kai Kamara. Like I don't want to play against him. <laughs> No, I'm just saying because he's, he's such a goal-scoring threat. I, I don't know. I just, I, I've never heard someone use the boogeyman like <laughs> to refer to somebody. But sure, man, he's the he's the boogeyman. Yeah, Kai Kamara is, is old as sin, bro. And he is, yeah, like everybody was questioning why in the world they would sign him. Because I'm pretty sure he wasn't free. I'm pretty sure they traded stuff or bought him or mm-hmm. something. I don't know. MLS and the transfers are stupid. That's another reason I hate the MLS um, sometimes. But Austin, Chicago. Austin, yeah, they beat New Mexico United. Congratulations, Austin fans. Um, you got to win. Congratulations. Against- yeah, they, they, they stopped their seven-game winless streak. It, it took them to play against a USL championship side. Uh, congrats. Yeah, I mean, they're going to get a win this Saturday. So. Oh, yeah, against uh, UFC Dallas? Uh, I hope to didn't, God didn't, that we win. I think um, from what I can recall, you went and talks about going to the game, right? Yeah, then I then I realized that my team's more than likely, like 90% chance we're going to lose. Okay. So I decided to save my money and just hope that we don't lose next Saturday. Okay. Also, do you know what the – like before we continue, do you know what the weather is going to be like next Saturday at all in, in Dallas? Uh, is it actually going to storm? I don't know. I'm just asking. Oh, I don't know. Actually, let me double check that. While you check that, I'm going to talk a little bit uh, about Colorado and Real Salt Lake. I don't expect a lot from Colorado, to be honest with you. Real Salt Lake and Portland played probably one of the, the most interesting games-ish. I guess like Minnesota and Philadelphia were up there as well because, yeah, Minnesota and Philadelphia played a cracker of a game. 3-3, it went to extra time. It went to the seventh round of penalties as well mm-hmm. like it's insane kai wagner sh- scored a 90 like the 94th minute goal like in added time to send them to extra time minnesota scored in the 103rd minute then <laughs> kai wagner again saved <laughs> saved philadelphia in the 120th minute to keep it going so I don't know. Minnesota, we're gonna are gonna give Houston a tough a tough test. I feel like. Um, yeah, Minnesota. I feel like you. I feel like you overlook Minnesota. I always overlook them, but you always overlook them. I they beat us opening day of the season, but then again, looking at this FC Dallas, and team, they beat you in playoffs. Surprised. We beat them in playoffs. Um, and, and then and then um, what's it called? Uh, we the temperature looks like it's gonna be like eighty three degrees. It's like gonna be partly cloudy. Partly cloudy. I'll take it. Yeah, take I it. assume it's gonna be very humid. Yeah, as Texas is at this time of year. But yep. yeah, Houston, 
Minnesota, uh, obviously you're going to be watching that game. Um, I have very low hopes. Uh, uh, yeah, dude. I Well, so the, the only thing that I, I can really brag about about this team is that we have, like, the second lowest conversion rate or, like, um, second lowest goal scored against in which we, we rarely concede. Um, and when we do score, it actually means a lot because we never really do score. So if we do end up scoring, then we might actually win the game. Maybe if you uh, uh, you guys played Sebastian Ferreira instead of wasting him on the bench. So we actually we actually played Ferreira in, in our match against Sporting Kansas City. He was well. It didn't help that we got a man sent off thirty five minutes in the game, um, in which we were playing down literally the whole game and we were just in a defensive shell. But he he didn't really have a great game. I don't think many really did, uh, unless they were defending. So, um, but I am not very optimistic against Minnesota. Yeah, the round of sixteen is gonna be interesting. Colorado kind of having a, a easy. Did you touch upon? Never mind. Ooh. I was gonna say, did you touch upon Columbus and Pittsburgh? Uh, I did, but then again, I don't care either about either team, so I don't <laughs> expect much. I think that's gonna be the most boring game of the tie. Yeah, probably besides Inter Miami and Nashville. I don't think that's gonna be interesting either. Um, well, I, I expect like, Nashville to win that. I think Nashville will, unless. Uh, Jose Martinez comes through unless they even play him because you know and Inter Miami's weird bro it's a weird so thing but Real Salt Lake they had like I said one of the games of the round of 32 4-3 against Portland um, and then Colorado played Fort they won 4-2 against last year's finalist Sacramento it'll be interesting then again I think that game's gonna be really boring as well so I'm not gonna pay attention to that I think I'm more <laughs> Yeah, I'm just going to pay attention to El Trafico, then Houston. And, and uh, FC Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> it's so painful, man. Dude, like, I'm actually, I've never been excited to, like, show up to a Texas Derby and go to Dallas. Like, I've never been excited. Because, like, you know you have, like, a higher chance of winning. Yeah, like, this is the first time in a, in a long time we've actually had, like, somewhat of a decent chance of winning. Yeah, I'm... Yeah, I don't expect How much. How's Velasco be... doing? He's been injured. Oh, so is he gonna be? Is he gonna return for the game? Uh, I hope so. I wanna, I wanna know the odds, bro. I wanna know the odds between like me, like FC Dallas versus you. I wanna know what the odds are of us coming through with a win because I, I have to say, it's pretty low. Oh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Houston Dynamo win. Houston Dynamo have a probability of forty nine point two one percent chance of winning. We have a twenty six chance <laughs> at home. At, at home, home. who Insane. are these people? I mean, your results aren't speaking very well. So, yeah, I don't know, I don't man. Know. Um, I don't know. I think concluding U.S. Open Cup. This has been. It's been pretty good. It's been pretty good seeing some of the cup sets, uh, especially that's happened a lot for a lot of these players in lower divisions. Um, I think so overall, I think we wish some of the MLS clubs would take this competition more serious. But at the end of the day, there's only so much we can do about it, right? Oh, it says here I, on this website, it says that we have a plus 700% chance of winning against you. So that means you have good odds. 
like very, very good odds. <laughs> oh but yeah, actually. Then again, I bet these people don't ever watch. They just use the numbers. They don't watch the game. I know <laughs> where this team is going. But yeah. But you have a Nico Estevez at the wheel, bro. Don't worry about it. I hope he gets sacked so much. Hey, you were calling on Ben Olsen, but if Ben Olsen walks into uh, your well, stadium you were... and he's like stomping on your ground, oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be serious. Bro, if he stomps on our ground, I'm gonna go over and sucker punch him. <laughs> I'm just kidding, everybody. That's a joke. That's a joke. Just in case, I don't know. Ben, uh, ben Olsen's gonna run out Toyota. Well, field. dude, me and you were both clowning on Ben Olsen whenever he was appointed. Let's be oh, honest. Oh yeah, but honestly, but, I mean, yeah, I, I've been yeah. pretty thrilled. I think he's done better than Nico Estevez. They they both done con, nothing. Con, uh, considering the squad we have, well, that's no, dude. Our squad isn't any better. We have Velasco, Ibiega. He's so terrible. But anyway, guys, sorry we tried off a few times in this episode. But overall, like the U.S. Open Cup, it's interesting to talk about and stuff. But I don't know. Some of these results were kind of expected to say the least. Not many mm-hmm. cup, not many cup sets as uh, we refer to it, but. Yeah, we will be back on Sunday or Monday or whenever we decide to come out with a new episode because we we just we came up with a schedule, but the schedule just doesn't work out sometimes, man. Like oh. work and other stuff complicates that and all that cool, all that cool jazz. But yeah, guys, we will be back for match week twelve. Yeah, match week twelve. Uh, obviously, I'll be hoping. In praying that FC Dallas come away with the win at Austin, but don't count on it. Don't count on <laughs> me to have a positive reaction uh, whenever the next podcast comes out talking about that. Who do you play next? Oh my God. Why do I not know this? I don't know why you don't. Uh, we play. We play y'all. Oh, no, no, no. We play Seattle. Um, oh, at home or away? Dude, we're home. I'm not too cool. You should go to that game. No. No, dude, I'm, I'm not going to that game, bro. I, I really don't want to see Jordan Morris. Um, who doesn't want to see Jordan Morris? But anyway, guys, hit us up on Twitter. We'd love to talk to you, hear your ideas. At the Stands Pod, we're always on there. We have nothing else better to do with our lives. Check out our podcast uh, if you enjoy listening to it. It comes out pretty much every week unless, you know, we screw up and forget to post like we have a couple of times since we uh made this entire thing like i said we'll be back this weekend to cover the mls match days and this has been from the stands and we should catch you guys next time to you that was a bit late <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>